Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Well, we're going to talk about speaking the Word of God. You know, it is so powerful. I, I have not yet grabbed graphs total. I mean, I'm not, even, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm in the process here. But here, I'm, t- I'm telling you, if you want to check up where you want, where are you going to be? Oh, let me ask this question. Where are you going to be five years from now? What, what's going to determine the outcome? Five years from now, let's say four or five years, it's, it's going to be by the words you're talking right. now. Those are seeds that's going forth. You're, you're the ones planting them. It, the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat the fruit of it. it. It has not changed. It is still the same today. The, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is not changing. His word is not changing. What we have in His Word is always there. It never has a bad day. It is the Word. It is the written Word. Oh, Pastor Chuck, I need, I need a prophecy. Right here. Peter called it a more sure word of prophecy. The truth. Prophecies, pro- listen... Paul said, yeah, fight the good, fight, wage a good warfare with the prophecies spoken, right? That's what we're supposed to do. But prophecies have to be judged. We're living in a day, saints, you better know the word. The enemy can twist a word around. There's false prophets all over the place. You better know the word. We're in the last seconds. Things are lining up and things are accelerating. Amen. So the word, I'm, I'm talking about the word, and in Pacific, I'm going to talk about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Some scholars call it, call it a two-edged sword. The word that you speak, the, the only word that will do you good is the word that's, that's leaving out of your heart, out of your mouth. The written word is right here. But the question is, are we going to get this word in our heart? That is where, this, this is what divides the men from the boys. Rightly dividing the word, getting the word in you. So why? So that the Holy Spirit has something to work with. Now turn with me to uh, Ephesians chapter 6. Right. Hallelujah. We're, talking to, we're going to talk a little bit about the armor of God, but we're just going to focus on one part. Um, Ephesians 6, uh, verse 10. Are you there? Amen. Amen. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, 
and the power of His might. Notice it says, be strong in the Lord and the power of who? His might. Honey, you, you're not going to be able to do it. Get your eyes off yourself. Get your eyes on Him. The Bible says, looking unto Him. He's the one. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. You're not going to be able to do it, but He can. I always, I've heard Kenneth Hagin say this so many times. If you want to be strong in the Lord, you will have to be strong in His Word. There is no way around it. It is the Word. I remember Kenneth Hagin talking about before he came over the Pentecostals, Pentecostal circles, he was actually seeing having more manifestations of healings. Pastor Mark, you probably, you probably heard him say this, Pastor Jerry. Kenneth Hagin said that he, that he experienced more manifestations of, this, of healing in his church than, than, than most or, or a lot of the other Pentecostals. Now get hold of that. Here is a preacher, Kenneth Hagin, before he was baptized, think of that, before he was baptized with the Holy Spirit, was seeing more manifestations of the Spirit and healings than those in the Pentecostal church who believed in it. He said what they, he said his success, they went by the written word of God. If God said it, we believed it. Amen. He taught straight from the Word. That's His best. Of course, we want, we want the manifestations of the Spirit. Of course we do. But that doesn't override the written Word. That's why I'm going back to what Peter said, a more sure word. That more sure word is the written Word of God. He just, you know, Peter went to the Mount Transfiguration. He saw, he saw some marvelous things. But he said the word of God's greater. Greater than any manifestation you would ever see on this earth. It, every manifestation you see has to line up with the word, the written word. Everything, that, everything you hear, see, all it, it all has to line up with this. If it don't line up with this, it is, it is a no-go. You're going to have to have it. Or even the very elect will be deceived in these last days. It, you, I don't know this AI stuff, this artificial intelligence. I've been hearing a lot about that. You can't get away from it. Once that kicks in gear, from my understanding, and you got to remember who's, who's programming all this stuff. The liberal, most of these are liberal people. They're programming this stuff. And it's going to come to the forefront. You better know the word because it, it's like the, we're going to get into this in, in, in Luke chapter 4 in a minute when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. The enemy come, comes at him and he, he says it is written. And he twists the word. And I can even look at that now and just glance at it. Boy, it looks like the word. And it is part of it is the word. But he'll twist it. He'll leave things out and put things in. And it make it sound real good, but it's not the word. Not in its total form. It's the twisted form of it. 
And that's why he is a deceiver. He is, he is very crafty. He, he, he'll, he'll say things, twist it. You better know the word. Amen. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Verse 13, Therefore, Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand him in what? The evil day. And having done all, to stand. Now, we're not going to talk about all the armor, but this is a good, good study for you. Go home and study each piece of the armor. The, Jesus had to wear it. Jesus wore it. You, go, you read that in Isaiah. He wore the armor of God. And he's given us his armor to wear. Now, the one I want to pick out is verse 17. It says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Notice it is the sword of the Spirit, and he defines it as being the Word of God. That, that word, Word, is rhema. It's that quickened Word. Now, this is very important. I got a quote. And let me get my notes. I, don't, I got notes, but I hardly ever go by them. John Oldstein said this. If you will put the Word in your heart when you don't need it, it will be there when you do need it. Amen. Let me say it again. If you will put the Word, the Word of God, in your heart, saints, that's where, like Pastor Mark talked about in Joshua 1.8, it comes by meditation, study. It's not just, okay, I read it. I, you know, okay, I know it's there. No, it's spending time in the Word. <clears throat> so if you have put the Word in your heart, when you don't need it. You may not need healing today. You may not need financial breakthrough today. But hide those words that deal with those in those areas, crucial areas, healing, finances, prosperity, deliver, deliverance. Hide those words in your heart now. You may not need it, but you may need it later. When I was in a hospital with... I knocked my head against the workbench. I advise you not to do that. <laughs> we just uh, the just uh, what, last I don't know, three, few, a few months ago. I, I'm I, I don't remember anything. At bits and pieces. Well, anyway, that, I went I went in operational surgery on the third, Tuesday. Well, anyway, I missed church on Sunday. And somehow that we, we brought that up, and Joanne said, well, you didn't go to church on Sunday. I go, yes, I did. I don't miss church on Sunday. She goes, and she goes, no, you did not. And I was, my hair, so I was, you know, I'm like a little banny rooster. I, yes, I did. She goes, no, you did not. Pastor Debbie Davis preached that Sunday. You weren't there. You did not go. 
And I started thinking, well, I sure don't remember. I guess you're right, once again. I don't remember a thing. But anyway, the point is, in the hospital, the only thing I do remember is at night, I would be fighting. I'd be quoting scripture in my mind while I'm sleeping. It was a fight. I, even though physically the doctor said there was nothing really going on that they could tell on the outside, so no danger, but, but yet in my spirit, in my subconscious mind, or whatever you want to call it, man, I was fighting. I was quoting word. I mean, it was, it was I mean, I'd wake up, I'm, I'm talking, talking the word. Then I, then I, but there's always be a peace. The next night, the same thing, I'm fighting. I guess it's sort of like a laboring into, you labored to go in, to enter into rest. I was laboring with the word, but once I spoke the word, and I had to, and there's several scriptures I had to speak. We're going to get into that, Psalm 91. I was quoting those last three verses in Psalm 91. But after the second night, I was, in, I was there two nights? Third night? Or, well, about, it happened at least two nights. Quoting those scriptures. Saints, it it was a spiritual fight. Now, I'm not trying to over-spiritualize. I'm just saying, my spirit, man, we were fighting. It was like hand-to-hand. That's about, you know, we read in in the, the sword of the spirit. I was using the sword of the spirit. I just believe I was using the sword of the spirit, which it is the sword of the spirit, the word of God. Against the enemy coming against me, my mind, trying to, he's trying to, there was one part that he was trying to drag me off the cliff. And I was quoting scripture. Then finally he had to let go. Then the next night was doing the same thing. But saints, the word always triumphs. You have to remember, we're not trying to get the victory. We're walking in it. I'm not trying to get healing. I'm walking in healing. Now, you may need healing. I get it. But I'm saying you've got to come from the side of victory, right. the side of what Jesus did at Calvary. This done. Healing's done. It's all done, but there is a fight. Come on. He doesn't want you to walk in healing. So you're going to have to fight the good fight of faith. You're going to have to take the word, the sword of the spirit, and do some judicial punishment to him. Put him back in his place under your feet. So anyway, what I'm saying is, yeah, even in, even in a hospital, I was there asleep. I had to do some fighting. But thank God, by his grace, I knew some word. In other words, my, my, my belt of truth, I had some bullets. You don't be like Barney. Yeah, I got one bullet. It's highly polished and highly maintenance. Well, it's going to take more than a bullet. You know, Barney had one bullet, but he, I think he's shooting himself in the foot most of the time. You got to be skillful. Come on. Amen. Where am I at? Hallelujah. Um, verse 17, it says... Um, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It's the rhema word. When the Holy Spirit quickens a word, 
in you. In other words, it's that, it's, it's that word that comes up and it's in, your for, it's in your mind. That's the word you should be speaking. It's a word do, it's a word for do, it's your due season. It's your word, it's a due season word for you. That's a rhema taken out of the written word. So the rhema word, which the Holy Spirit works with, get, understand me, that rhema word is what the Holy Spirit works with to defeat the devil, whatever he's, whatever he's trying to pull over on you. And if you will use the word, you will always, listen, stick with the word and you will always come out stronger. Because you come skillful and, you, and you, you'll use that experience and you'll go on, come on, you're, it's about growing. It's about experience in the Word of God. It's about practicing, right? Practice. That's the reason why you practice healing, meditation and healing Scripture. You just keep practicing. You keep confessing those Scriptures. Then there comes a time when you'll need it, maybe, and... and, and and a lot of times you may not even remember it. But the Holy Spirit bring it to your remembrance. That's His job. Your job is to hide the Word in your heart. He'll bring it up when you need it. Hebrews chapter 3. Verse 1. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling... Consider, that word consider means to meditate. It means to ponder. Consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. Notice that word confession. It means to say the same thing. In other words, the written word, God's already spoken, right? Then it's our job to speak the rhema word, the word that the Holy Spirit quickens to you. So we're saying the same thing. In other words, God spoke it. Now, a lot of scholars say this. It's a two-mouth sword. God spoke it by speaking. It sharpened one side of that sword. But it's still not doing any good until you speak it. When you speak it, that's when dunamis power is released. It sharpens the other side, thus giving you a, it's, it's becoming a two-edged or a two-mouth sword. Rick Renner can explain it a whole lot better than I can. But until you speak it, it's dormant. That's really why you have to speak what God says. Another word, the word confession means say the same thing. It also can mean acknowledgement. You're acknowledging what God said. You know, when Peter said, well, pardon me, when Jesus told Peter, launch out into the 
deep. Remember that? Luke chapter 5. Peter launched out into the deep. And Peter comes back and says, well, Lord, we, we worked all night. We toiled all night. And we... But, he said, nevertheless, at your word. Let's, let's go ahead and turn there. Luke chapter 5. Because this is, this is very important too. I wasn't planning on going there. I think it's five, should be, unless someone's moved it. Luke chapter 5, verse 4. Actually, let's go first, verse 3. Then he got in, Jesus got into the boat, one of the boats, which was Simon's, of all, of all boats. You know he did that on purpose. And asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Now that, my Bible, those, are, those words are in red. Jesus, remember, Jesus, listen. We know that Jesus was anointed of the Holy Spirit, went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. But here, here's the thing. Jesus only spoke what he heard the Father say. It's, it's all through the Scriptures. other words, he only spoke what he heard. So this is in red. It tells me that God is, this is from God. You could say this, So Jesus is hearing a word. Now he's speaking a word. This is a rhema. This is a spoken word. Jesus has released it. It doesn't do any good for Jesus, his ministry, at this point, unless he speaks this word. Launch out. He's telling Peter, launch out. But he had to say it. When he spoke this, Deuteronomy's power was released. It's there. But Peter has to respond. Notice what Peter says. Peter, but, but Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night, worked all night, and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word. You look that word up, word, it's rhema. So it's verifying, yeah, Jesus is speaking God's word. It is a rhema word for that season. It is a now word. Not for next week. It's now. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Of course, Jesus said nets, but the point is, what's Peter doing? He is acknowledging. You understand what I'm saying? Acknowledging the rhema word and by his actions has now activated those words that Jesus spoke. All he has to do is launch out into the deep for a catch. And it loads up his boat well, Pastor Chuck, he didn't let down all the heat he brought. 
He really messed up. He just put down, he put down a broken net and he just put down one net. Saints, listen. No, I, God looks at the heart and yes, he put down one net, but how many more fish can you get in his boat? The boat was sinking. He called for the partners. Their boat came sinking. Two boatloads sinking with fish. How many more fish can he get in there? In other words, Deuteronomy's power was released just by acknowledging by your deeds, by your actions. It's not just words only, but the words is primarily the main way you activate dunamis power by just saying what is written. I'm talking about that unction from the Spirit that you've hidden in your heart. You may be in a time of need, Listen, Holy Spirit knows exactly what word needs what word you need. He'll bring to remembrance exactly what you need. You just need to give it a voice. Put up, put up, put an edge on that sword and speak it. Turn to Isaiah 55. Well, I'm kind of skipping around here. I wasn't, uh, we'll just go with it. Isaiah. Fifty-five, verse eleven. Hallelujah! Are you there? Yes. So shall my word that goes forth from my mouth; it shall not return unto me void, empty, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. Back up to verse 11, it says, let me, let's go back, let's read that again. So shall my word that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return. Now here it is. God, according to this, when God's word leaves his mouth, and we got it, the written, Who's going to return it? Is Jesus going to come back down here and say something and then go back up? No, he's up there waiting for you because he is the high priest of your confession. He needs something to work with. So the Holy Spirit's going to give you a word and you're going to return it to who? Your great high priest. He uses your words to minister to the Father. That's when Deuteronomy's power is released. You, there is no greater power on this earth. He upholds all things by the word of His power. This is it. If we just learn to get this down, put it first. It doesn't matter what kind of adversity you got. What, what? There is nothing that can overcome this. 
It's tried, proven, tested. It's done. It stands. Yeah. He has exalted His Word above His name. It stands. He's looking for people to speak it. He's looking for people to hide His Word in their hearts so that the Holy Spirit, His Spirit, can activate it, can bring it to your remembrance so you can say what He's already said. See, a lot of people think, well, you know, God sure has got things in the mess. Look at look what's going on. My goodness. No, this is a mess. It's a mess because God's, there's people, people not, His Word's not being activated. They're letting evil go. It's just running rampant. As the church, as the body of Christ, we're in, we're, we're, we're armed. We, we just got to arm ourselves with the word, put the armor on, leave it on. Why in the world will we take it off but enforce the victory? I, when, you know, I'm trying to calm myself down a little bit. I always look at it. That sounds better. I always look at it. Anytime I'm going into a fight, I'm, I already won. I, I, I already won it. I just got to enforce what's already done. The finished works is done. I'm just enforcing. He gives me the equipment, the authority, and the power. Yes, He gives you the authority and the power to enforce what He's already done. Come on. Victory is yours before you may be going. Yes, we go through adversities. Yes, yes, we do. There will always be persecution. You live a godly life, you're going to be persecuted. You, you proclaim the good news, yes, you're going to be persecuted. We're, there's no promise of deliverance from that. But we are promised, if we will endure to the end if you hold fast to His Word. If you hold fast to your confession, you hold fast to what He said, there's not a thing that the enemy can do. You just put him back under your feet. He's always trying to mess something. He's always messing. I mean, I don't care what. He's always messing. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go to Luke. Let's get back on track. Let's go to Luke. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 4. Now, Jesus, Jesus is our example. He gives us a, just a good example here. Luke chapter 4. Notice, let's go let's, uh, start with uh, verse number 1. Verse number 1, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was... Notice that He was what? Filled with the Spirit, returned from Jordan and led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in, and in those days he ate nothing, and afterward, when it had ended, he was hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. You know that Jesus does not stay silent. 
So we know here that Jesus is full of the Spirit. Uh-huh. And we know that He is also full of the Word. So here we have the first temptation with the, you know, in verse 4, in verse 3, if you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. But Jesus said, his response, Jesus comes right back. There is no delay. There is no, well, let me get back with you. I'm telling you, if you don't have a response, guess what? He's not fleeing. James 4, 7 says, Submit to God, resist the devil, and he shall flee. If you don't submit to God and you don't respond to Him, the enemy, He's sticking around. And He will cause problems. You cannot be silent. So He says, it is written. Jesus answered, saying, it is written, a man shall not live by bread alone, but by every by every word of God. Amen. That word, word is rhema. So Jesus is quoting, not a whole chapter. He's just picking a, a verse out of Deuteronomy. He's not quoting a whole book of Deuteronomy. He's just quoting a verse. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by, e but by every word Rhema, word from God. So here we have the first example. Jesus has a word quickened to him. He wasn't silent with it, but he what? He spoke that rhema word. It goes on to say in verse 3, And the devil said to him, So here's the thing. Just because the devil comes at you, and you quote a word, okay, you're, you're going to, have to be able to quote more than just one, more, more than one word. Because the devil is a very persistent, as Kenneth Hagin would say, cuss. <laughs> I mean, and the devil, in verse 3, and the devil said to him, if you are the, uh, I'm sorry, um, it is written, a man shall not live by bread alone, but by, by every word of God. Verse 5, then the devil, taking him up on a mount, high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I give to you and their glory, for this has been delivered unto me. And I give it to whoever, whoever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship me, all will be yours. Well, the devil's a liar. And Jesus answered, this is the second time, and said unto him, notice he's not quiet, not silent, get behind me, Satan, for it is written. So we have a second example. It is written. You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you will serve. Well, the devil's still not done. Well, how many times do I want to quote? How many times am I going to do this until he flees? 
you got to stick with the word. Hold fast. Listen, you're, we're in this for the long haul. Remember, you're, you're, you've got the armor of God on. You're, you're walking on victory ground. You're just enforcing victory here. You're quoting word. Come on. Verse 9, the devil then brought him up to, to Jerusalem, set him up on the highest point of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. Now get this in verse 10. You see, up to this point, Jesus has been quoting, saying, it is written. Look how deceitful he is. Now he's saying, it is written. You get that? The devil himself, the angel of light, is now speaking to Jesus, it is written, but see, the, now let's just go ahead and read it. It is written, He shall give His angels charge over you to keep you. Now see, he's already, now he, he stopped it right there, but he's left off a part. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Now, he's twisted that scripture out of 90, Psalms 91.11. He's left phrases out and he added phrases to it. You cannot go by, the Bible says, to test every voice. There's some, the, Jesus talked about in the last days, many will be deceived. Jesus said to take heed that you be not deceived. Take heed. You better know the word. We have so many ways, saints, to hear the Word. We have so many ways, through podcasting, to, to the, the Playtube, the YouTube. Uh, what is that? Play. YouTube. Uh, yeah. And better, you might as well just stick with this. How's that? Just stick with this. This is the old-fashioned way. But we have so many ways. You know, I, uh, you know I, on my computer, I already got uh, the stuff in it, so I don't have to mess around going and doing a bunch of searching. I got basically everything there on, the, on my, my computer, so... Man, I can do word searches, and I can do this and that, and it's just really amazing. It really, but it doesn't. I I love it. And I thank God for it, but it doesn't take the place of my private time, my personal time in the Word. There's something about spending some time. I'm not going to get into how much time you should spend, but you should spend private time personal time in the secret place just you and the lord just talking just hanging out with him not you know not trying to get real spiritual he knows where you're at and you know you're not going to con god he knows what you what you, come on but anyway but you, here here's an example of the enemy twisting the word and it goes on it says and Jesus, and um, in verse 12, and Jesus answered, or he said, you could say, and it is written, 
You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now it says there, now the devil left him. Other words, the devil's fleeing in verse 13. Other words, he submitted to God. He submitted to the word, speaking God's word. And then now the enemy is fleeing. And he'll be back, but at a better time. But at this point in time, he is fleeing. So it goes on. So what's the key? Now, notice in verse um, 14. Then Jesus returned, get this, in the power of the Spirit. Notice he came in. See, it's the same for us too, saints. He came in to this trial, this, temp, this, this, this time, this season, filled with the Spirit, filled with the Word, but He's coming out stronger, more anointed, because this says now He's in the dunamis power. He didn't come in like that. Any time that you use the word in your trouble, in your time of testing, if you will yield to the Holy Spirit, yield to the word, you will always come out stronger than what you came in. In other words, what the devil meant for harm, the Lord turned it around and used it for your good you just yielded to the Holy Spirit. You're stronger than what you, what you came in. The devil will think twice next time. Think about it. You coming out in the power of dunamis, power of God? Yeah. But notice this. Now, this is the secret. Notice this. In verse 16, so he, went to Naz- so he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as... His custom, look at that, as his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He went into the temple. That was his custom. He spent time in the Word. Even at the age of 12, what was Jesus doing? Remember, they couldn't find him. They lost him. Three days. Jesus said, why are you looking for me? You know I'm I'm busy about the Father's business. In the temple, asking questions. And they marveled at His understanding. Busy about the Word. That's exactly how we should be. Busy doing the Father's business. If you're going to do the Father's business, you're going to be busy in His Word. It's His Word. Psalm 91. Turn with me, please. We'll probably end with this one. Psalm 91, verse 1. Psalm 91 is probably the most quoted other than Psalm 23. Verses in the whole Bible. But just like verse Psalm 23, that very first verse in Psalm 23, everything kind of hinges, every, pardon me, everything hinges off that verse first verse. We get to Psalm 91, you get the same thing. These first two verses, honey, it all hinges out of this. This is it. 
It's spending time. I'm telling you, this, this, this is the secret. This is, this is what I put you over. The saints, putting the word first, giving honor to the written word, the logos, the whole counsel of God's word, putting it first. Then that rhema were to come when you need it. Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Kenneth E. Hagin used to, used to talk about El Shaddai. That Almighty is El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. The God, the God of the too much. He, he'll put you over and give you much more. But notice, it's not a visit. It's, it's he who, what? Dwells. He's abiding. It's not a visit. It's not, well, you know, it's been, Lord, it's been a while since I spent some time with you. I think, I, you know, it is Christmas. You know, I want to honor you. I want to put you, read some scriptures here. No, it's not a visit. It's a lifestyle. It's, you know, Jesus talked about your prayer closet. It's, 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 it's spending time with Him. What, can you think of anything more precious than spending time with Him? Yeah, we live in a busy time. I realize it's a busy time, but you're not going to waste time. It's not a waste of time spending time with Him. It's... You know, what can you say? It, uh, he's so good. He's so good to me. I told the Lord today, well, actually, I say it all the time. I said, Lord, you don't, you don't do... I'm a blessed man. I, I am blessed. I, Lord, I'm just pursuing your love. I'm, I'm pursuing you. As far as wanting stuff, I, I just want God. I, I want more of Him. I, I just, I'm hungry for Him. I have a hunger for Him. I'm blessed. I, you know, look, my, I have a blessed, my wife is such a blessing to me, my children. I'm blessed. I said, Lord, you don't do a thing. You don't, I, I could, I, you don't do a thing. Of course, that's not His style. He crowns us with loving, tender kindness. He, he delivers us, he, then He crowns us. He, it's just the nature. He's, he's love. I, Lord, you don't, you, you don't do any. You, you, you're good. You're so good to me. His blessing is good. And it goes on to say, and that's where it starts. It starts with the, with the relationship. Amen. And it goes on. But notice here, this is a man who knows God. He's in the Word. He's in His presence. He's a prayer. He spends time. And notice the boldness now is coming out. When you spend time with God, there's a boldness that starts to rise up. The Bible says the righteous are bold as a line. Something begins, that anointing, his presence begins to rise up. 
Notice what it says here in verse 2. I will say. This is not some wimpy little voice. This is the boldness. This is the bold voice. I will say of the Lord. He is. Not going to be. He is. This is present tense. Not down the road. Not down. No, it's now. Faith is always now. He is my refuge. He is my fortress. My God, in Him I will, will trust. Amen. Notice he said, I will say. He's just activated. When he says, He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God. In Him I trust. By His voice, He is activating the benefits, everything in this book, in this chapter. A lot of times we talk about, and rightly so, all the benefits in, in Psalm 103, precious benefits we have. This book, this chapter has got some benefits. And like I was saying, when I was in the hospital, these last three verses, 14, 15, and 16, they were rolling out of me. In my sleep, in, in my subconscious mind, I was quoting those last three verses over and over and over. And it always brought a peace to me. I always came out, man, I had, that was all. I, I said, I, well, that was a fight last night. But I felt refreshed. Faith is a rest. Yeah, there is some labor to get into it, but honey, you stick with the word and you swing the sword. Say this, swing the sword. Swing the you got to swing the sword. Amen. Come on. Amen. When the devil's attacking, get the sword out. The Holy Spirit will give you. If you don't have a word, you're saying, man, I need a word. Ask the Holy Spirit to bring to your remembrance. It's in you. Start swinging it. Hallelujah. You're on victory ground. You're not trying to get the victory. You're just putting the devil in his place. He is a defeated foe. He knows it. He's just trying to deceive you. That's all he does. That's all he's got. Lust of the eyes, uh, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, which Jesus conquered all three of them. He conquered it for you. Now all you have to do is put the word in your mouth and do like Pastor Mark. He quoted Psalm, or pardon me, uh, Joshua 1, 8, and meditate. You say, Pastor Chuck, I'm not there yet. Meditate. It's called confession unto faith. I said it's called confession unto faith. You're not there yet, but you're, you're getting there. There's the confession of faith when you release it, power. Deutimus power is released. But there is a confession unto. You may not be quite there yet. There's areas in my life I'm working on. I have noticed when I'm believing God for something, I know when I, when I know, I know when it's there. I know, what's the word? How am I going to say this, Lord? <clears throat> I know... Anytime before I petitioned God, and Kenneth Hagin always did this, 
Anytime that I petition God, I always go to the Word first and refresh my mind. Let's just say, I, there's, I just, I'm just petitioning God in prayer. Before I pray and release with words, I go back to the Word and rehearse. Refresh my mind what God said. And it may be a week before I release it. I want to get to the place that I know that I know. In other words, I, I will actually see it in, my, in here. I will see it. You understand what I'm saying? We walk by faith and not by sight. It's in me so strong because words print an image, right? By his stripes you were healed. That is in me so strong. It's in me so much stronger now than it was before. It is in me strong. I see it on the inside, if that makes any sense. I learned that from Kenneth Hagin years ago. I see it. I'm maybe going a little too far right now. I maybe I should have stopped, but I see it. I say it so many times, I confess it so many times, it's, I meditate it and I meditate it and I, I see it. I know that I know you can't take it away from me. Just like I know that I'm, I'm saved. You can't take that from me. I know that I know. Stick with the Word. Stick with the Word. You'll, you'll always come up on top and you'll come out stronger. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit myoasischurch.com. Thanks for listening.